Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 64. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is five types of contrast that make your photos stronger. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. Contrast makes powerful images. Good contrast in a photo can enhance the subject and let our photos tell a stronger story. When we think about contrast, our first thought is usually light and shadow. Bright, crisp highlights against deep, rich shadows. Yet there are more types of contrast than just light and shadow. In this episode, I'll share five types of contrast that you can use to make your photos have more impact. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with a friend, share it on social media with your camera club, and if you can, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Fresh current ratings help other photographers find out about the show. Okay, ready to talk contrast? Good, because we're jumping straight in. Five types of contrast to make your photos stronger. Number one, I've already mentioned it, light and shadow. This is the one most of us think about when we think about contrast, the distribution and juxtaposition of dark and bright tones in our scene. Our eyes are drawn to the brighter elements in a photo first. And of course, there are exceptions like a silhouette on a bright background or a dark bird in flight against a bright sky. But in general, our eyes will snap to the brightest elements in a scene. And when you're capturing a photo, pay attention to your subject and how that subject is lit. Is it partially in shadow? Is it casting a shadow? Is it bright? How does the surrounding light and shadow contribute to the subject? All of these things combine in the frame to tell the story you're trying to capture. Look for the light and shadow contrast that amplifies your subject or enhances the mood of the scene. And light and shadow is number one on the list because it's definitely important. There's a reason things like dodge and burn continue to be so useful, even the digital darkroom now, as dodging and burning is increasing contrast, selectively lightening and darkening parts of our photos to accentuate the story. So number one type of contrast, light and shadow. Number two, color contrast. All right, you might have seen that one coming. Natural sequence after we talk light and shadow, let's talk about color. Yes, color contrast is another type of contrast we can look for when we're making images. Strong color contrast, strong photos. It's the opposite colors on your color wheel. Like if you know your curves tool, you'll have a feel for this already. You have your red channel, red versus cyan. Green, green versus magenta. Blue, blue versus yellow. These combinations are natural color contrasts that do make strong photos. The warm, cool palette is a classic example. The sunset at the ocean, you know, the orange skies versus the blues of the water, or even like a blue sky day in a place like the Palouse, you have these rolling hills of amber, you know, yellowish tones, and a nice blue sky. And that warm, cool, I mean, it's just so popular. It's a split tone preset in every tool I've ever used, right? You warm the highlights a little with a orange type tone, You cool the shadows with a blue or a teal type tone. Color contrast. My mind just jumped to some spots I visited in Japan a few years ago with these uh, pagodas and temples and this bright orange and red decor set amongst a backdrop of lush green forest. 
The man-made structures just jump out. Incredible color contrast, make very strong photos. Now, color contrast could also be vivid versus muted. You know, a subject with vivid colors set against a muted palette. You know, I'm, I'm a landscape guy, so I immediately think of the person wearing a red jacket walking through, say, a snowy landscape, that kind of thing. And dare I say it, selective coloring? That's a post-processing thing, and it kind of works for some photos, and some, you know, a few photos it works really well. And I suppose vivid versus muted could be a post-processing choice as well. Whether it's captured in the field or amplified in post-processing, color contrast, second type of contrast we can use for strong photos. Number three, texture contrast. Now, this is having a rough or a detailed thing juxtaposed with smooth, soft things in your frame. Uh, for example, it could be an old gnarled tree shrouded in soft fog, or the wrinkled hands of a grandparent holding the smooth-skinned hand of a newborn. Waterfalls, smooth, silky water set against crisp forest or a rocky terrain. When we create photos with two opposing textures, it creates visual tension. And I mean that in a good way. It engages our viewer. So texture contrast, number three on the list. Number four, uh, this one, I'm struggling a little bit to give it a single word description. It's about fluidity, so I'll call it fluidity contrast. It's depicting contrast of rigid subjects versus fluid subjects in our photos. You know, the contrast of the immutable versus the malleable. Certain elements of the scene are fixed and others are not. And you know I'm going to bring up seascapes here, right? The action of waves hitting the shoreline or spilling over rocks. The rocks, the shore, those are immutable. Those don't move. But the ocean plays around with these things and intermixes with it. Uh, the waterfall example I used a moment ago describing texture contrast. Same idea. Another water-based example is reflections in a lake or a harbor. The subjects on land or above the water's surface, boats, buildings, trees, those are crisp. And the reflections can be wavy or fuzzy depending on the motion of the water. They represent the crisp subjects, but they do so differently. And it's a contrast of rigid and fluid. What I like about this kind of contrast, this fluidity contrast, is we have some control over it in the field with our filters. As long as we can recognize there's a scene that has both stationary and moving subjects, we can create this type of contrast with a longer exposure. You know, traffic flow, busy intersections or city streets. It could be vehicles or human traffic. Uh, steel wool photography, which actually I've never done now that I say it out loud. The, the backdrop of moving clouds across a skyline. Any scene that has a mix of moving and fixed elements is a candidate for fluidity contrast. Now, a corollary to making a strong photo with this uh, fluid motion in it is making sure the flow of motion moves through the frame in a meaningful way. It creates some kind of line or it keeps the viewer's eye engaged in the frame. All of our good compositional guidelines very much apply to, to any of these techniques, but especially for fluidity contrast. And number five is subject contrast. Photos that have some sort of contradictory nature to the subjects. The subjects just 
play off of each other in some way, shape, or form. And that contradiction could be one of the four types of contrast we've already talked about. Light and shadow, texture, fluidity. But there are other ways we can have subject contrast. Large versus small. Right? Photos that show a clear sense of scale, especially when one of the subjects is factors larger than the others. Um, old versus new. Man versus machine. Uh, anachronisms. That's a good one. A thought that just popped into my head several years ago. I think it was in Japan again. Everybody's on cell phones, right? That's not unusual. What makes you do a double take is when you see a monk on a cell phone. <laughs> the monk's walking along, orange robes, sandals strapped to their feet. It conjures up a certain period in human history, pre-technology, and then the monk whips out a cell phone to make a call. You know, that's subject contrast. <laughs> so let me recap those five for you. Number one, light and shadow contrast. Number two, color contrast. Number three, texture contrast. Number four, fluidity contrast. And number five, subject contrast. Use one or more of these types of contrast in your work and your photos will be stronger. A bit of studio news this week. I've started the recording for my next video course, Photo Chalk Talks. This course is a little different than others I've done. The goal for this course is to have you look at your photos more critically, spending a little time with your image before diving into the post-processing tools, having a bit of a plan, why you want to do things, and shift your processing from you know, playing with sliders to processing that is in service of your subject and the story of your image. And what's interesting is as you get into this habit, it becomes part of a feedback loop that makes you a better photographer in the field and over time a better visual storyteller. So I'm excited to continue the recordings on this course, get it put together, and I'm hoping to have it complete, let's say mid-April or so. Uh, maybe that's a little aggressive, but I'm going to try and get it done by then. So uh, be on the lookout for it. As soon as it's available, you'll hear about it on the podcast as well as all the other places you'll find me online. And before I sign off this week, thanks again to the members of our Patreon community. It's your support that keeps the podcast on the air week in and week out. And uh, patrons have already been involved a little bit with this uh, Photo Chalk Talks course, helping me with choosing the images and talking about which ones would be stronger learning opportunities. It's been uh, really, really helpful. And so thank you again for that. And uh, patrons, you will receive the course for free. I, my way of thanking you for your continued support and helping to make this podcast possible, these courses we're doing better, stronger, just in service of photography. So thanks again. If you are interested in learning more, you can check the show notes. There's a link there that'll tell you all about the community. And there are many other zero-cost ways that you can support this show. Leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts is an easy one. Sharing the podcast with a friend, another easy one. Just spreading the word. Whatever you can do to help keep our community going here, keep the train rolling, very much appreciated. And that'll wrap it up. Get on out there, capture some contrast with your cameras, work that into your next series of photos, and you'll have stronger work. Just keep at it, keep practicing. And until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun. <laughs>